You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. to grind the hardcore podcast i'm bob and i am tom and that's and all we got that's all we got it's okay i kind of like a, a two-man booth on this one it's gonna be yeah i mean you know it won't be like you know just someone going off on something pat's yeah. going pat's having this conversation that he would have had here in a van i know honestly five other humans probably honestly we should at some point jump in the van with drug church and just turn the microphone on. Cause I feel like that group of humans has really, really funny conversations. Do you think Pat sits like as far away from any other human in the band with like his headphones in oh, man, you know, I, I don't, but I bet there's times that they wish that he did. Like but he doesn't drive, right? No. Um, you know what's really funny? And credit to Patrick on this. I believe he would drive when they were when old, old band was in Europe because he was like, ah, I, I gotta drive. Or or when when Hans or Andrew wasn't there, he would drive in Europe, mostly as a cost saving measure. Uh wow. but no, he does not drive otherwise to my knowledge. Um credit to him for being a pretty active uh participatory, easy to ride with van dude. Uh but I, I also have only done that with him, you know, three weeks or something. I would imagine drug church dudes who've done it for years and years and months and months during those years and years uh, might feel differently. So Right, and that dude like leaves like a fucking couscous sandwich under your seat. You might not be that stoked on it. Yeah, it, it, somehow his hygiene might have gotten worse. His road hygiene. That should be a whole – we'll do an episode on road hygiene, like van habits and, uh, and the, the pros and cons of that. Um, might have to be partially Patreon, so we don't expose any any people who are on the the bad side of that. That list. I was a full lunatic on tour. Were you? I mean, about being clean. Oh, okay, okay. I was gonna say I would. Ex- I can. I can picture that. I was gonna say That's a little dude, soft, I couldn't, man. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't see you being like, like you dealing with it being the worst, like. There's a certain threshold where I think is the break because I feel the same. Like there's a certain line where I'm like, okay, it's messy, but this is fine. This is expectation, right? And then it crosses the line. I'm like, all right, we got to do something about this. Like, like, yo, grab this bag. Let's go. Come on, let's get going. Right, right. <clears throat> we had a lot of stuff in like the ditch between like the seats and the uh, and the door. Oh yeah. So, oh like, yeah. We'd open up and it would just be like fucking <laughs> garbage tornado. <laughs> Uh, there's a certain like uh, nostalgia now for that, like a certain positive energy that I find for that. You know what we used to do, which is really messed up, and then we can start the yeah the the, the reads and everything. We used to like we'd stop at Slotsburg all the time when we were driving up to like Albany or oh like, yeah or wherever, and like we'd get we'd get gas and all sort of stuff. So we would do two things: we would fill up our sodas mm-hmm. on the way out, and then just throw them at the van, <laughs> Enough that, like. You know, like thirty. I'm like thirty yards out, and I'm throwing a spiral of fucking coke at oh, yeah. man. Stupid. And when we used to clean out like the ditch, we put all the glass bottles on the roof, and our oh. bago driver and didn't really bago from the base player from indecision wouldn't really know all the time. So like we pull up at like you know like to pay like the toll, and you hear like brrr, like a fucking bowling alley, and be like pew, 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 like just glass <laughs> bottles shattering. Everything. Hey, that was the rim. Not you're nice. just ret- you're you're just returning the glass to nature. I'm That's with it. it. Exactly. I like it. Um so speaking of that, uh we are so no, Patch is not with us today. Um we'll try to add in some contrarian takes and some like weird well actually politi- yeah, yeah, w- political but not political and and like uh uh well, I don't even know about America anymore. I'm an Australian energy. So, um before we do that though, thank you and 
gratitude towards Run for Cover Records. Yeah. Uh, thank you and gratitude towards Closed Casket Activities. Okay. <laughs> thank you and gratitude towards Convulse Records. Danke schön. And thank you, gratitude towards To Live Lie. Obrigado. We're going to start with Convulse Records, convulserecords.com. Uh, this is one that we don't have to get too crazy about um, because it's a band that, well, no, you know what? I'm going to pull back. Uh, the band Spine is a well-established band who I would hope a significant portion of our listenership has heard. But, yo, one, every episode someone's first episode, welcome. Two, not everybody hears everything. Three, even people who hear a lot of things don't hear everything and got blind spots. Spine from Kansas City uh, releasing the new LP, Raices, on Convulse Records. Uh, pre-orders up now. Got some options on it. It's very cool. Um, this is actually a fun move because this is their third LP, first on Convulse. Uh, previous, they had some previous releases with Bridge Nine, among other labels. And uh, yeah, yo, um, yeah, like classic early 80s US hardcore meets power violence. And, yeah, right on that line. Yes. And uh, I, we were talking about it before, and I'm like, you know, one of the things I, I find the most admirable about this band is that they're willing to blur lines sonically, sure, but more so in the idea of like, yeah, it's like a band that fits like a glove on Convulse. Just going to say it. Sure. E- easily could fit on to Live Lie, could easily yep. fit on a lot of labels put records out on bridge nine fits, but we're a little more on the punk and like bridge nine hasn't put out a ton of what I would consider more traditional power violence stuff, but they did the spine record and uh, did a couple spine records. So I think they ended up being an entry point for people who were maybe less familiar with the fast, fast, hardcore side of things. And right, uh, buy a bridge nine record just because it's a bridge nine record. That's right. That's right. So you're like, Oh, and and also shout out Kansas City. Uh, I think Spine is the preeminent hardcore band from that area, and uh, has been for a long time. So shout out to them. If you've never heard it or you're a new listener, uh, we had these fellas come on and do a live on Axe to Grind set. They're alumni, alum. Shout out. Yes, uh, and I think it's great. So check that out. But more importantly. Go out and check Riasis, um and pre-order that at convulserecords.com. Get that. Shout out. Um, we're going to swing over to To Live a Lie. Uh, to Live a Lie.com. And this one's a hard one because uh, it is nascently an ad read, but more so um, uh, the, the, the man named Justin from the band No Comply, a uh, close friend to To Live a Lie, to Will over there. Um, he's been dealing with a medical thing, some very serious issues for a long time. And, uh, he, he passed this past week. So, uh, consider this less of an ad read and more of a condolences. Uh, always sad. Um, hardcore is both bigger and smaller than you realize. Tom, I think doing this podcast has made us realize that in a weird way, more so than maybe we acknowledged before that we would know like, Hey, there's tons of stuff, tons of people, Tons of things we don't know. But then you start connecting the dots and all of a sudden, this isn't even, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, you know, separation. No, you're like one or two. I mean, yeah, you're. Yes, it's one or two. That's that's exactly right. From like, everyone in heart. From everyone. From everyone. So that's why it's always tough when you hear about these things. Yeah. Um, young guy. Yo, young, young guy. Certainly. Um, yeah. So... Uh, as we do, um, unfortunately, too frequently, uh, we want to share our thoughts to anyone who was friends or family to Justin. Uh, certainly, thoughts with Will to live a lie. Um, uh, you know, not to, no crassness intended here. No complied discography uh, was something to live a lie put together last year. Still pretty fresh. If you've never heard it, strongly encourage it. Really solid, fast hardcore. Again, kind of kind of hitting that power violence vein but but also nodding at 80s hardcore and and even to be honest there's some hints of of some of the other kind of thread of stuff that was going through the carolinas at that time too 
Um, so give that a shot. Give give uh, some thoughts and prayers to the the family and friends, and you know respect. Thank you to livealive.com. Check it out. All right, Tom. I usually go right to an exuberant. How you doing? How you feeling? But so let's you know we're dealing with more severe stuff. How are you doing? How's your weekend been? It's been all right. I yeah, um, been busy, but it's been nice. Um, I missed every festival because there were like a hundred festivals. Like everyone. Every there were like so many festivals. Everyone everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone everywhere. Play a festival. Taddy's walls down. Um yes. Taddy's place down. I mean, there was one in Baltimore. Yeah. Helen Harbor, which you know, a lot of bands that like we, you know, we've talked about have played played that. There was uh punk rock bowling. There mm. was Adjacent Fest in Atlantic City. I want to give a shout out to my buddy Christian. He pulled it off. Yo, Both shout out. Congratulations. Uh, I can't our- imagine the logistics that go into something like that. Like when I go, like, man, booking a hardcore show is probably pretty tough. Then I go, man, booking Sound of Fury must be a fucking wild mm-hmm. time because there's so much stuff. Then yeah. it's like booking a festival where there's like tens of thousands, 20s of thousands of people. And like you're kind of responsible for all of them. That's crazy. I think it's awesome. So now, shout out I, I, off. huge shout out, co-sign on everything you said about that because uh, people don't understand scale and scalability. And the first thing I tell people when they go to do something bigger is like, "Oh, it's just scale. You do the same things. It's just on a larger level." That's not wrong. But I also want to admit that's also me just trying to be nice and not scare you with how much larger scope can be. Um, if you knew how much time, effort, uh, financial fortitude, and uh, risk mitigation, and also um, crossing your fingers and rolling the dice that nothing terrible happens goes into one, a festival of this size to a festival of this size on the beach outside. Oh, right. my God. It's so like, oh, my God. And to think of like how many hundreds of people had to work and like, yes. you know, the weather gets shitty. Yes. I always think about you guys when the have heart thing that you did outside. Yes. yes. That it was like you could see the thunder, roll, like the storm rolling in the distance. And like, like Tom, I'm yeah. fairly sh- I'm fairly sure our stress levels had you checking the weather every day for the weeks beforehand. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like- so, yeah. And then <laughs> to be like, all right, it, it, there's going to be like a, like a fucking lightning storm at like five 30 oh, or yeah. whatever the time it was. You're like, we got to wrap this up. We got like, yeah, but it, it, like, like the show was like, thank you. Good night. And then it was like torrential downpour. Oh yeah. I couldn't no. imagine like having that, like, because <clears throat> legally there's certain things is like uh acts of god and all this sort of stuff that like you can probably yep. get your insurance money back and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. but i'm like they're not like quick to part with their money so if you're like yeah it rained a lot they'd be like that's cool but like that you didn't have to cancel you know what i mean or whatever like yeah. it's probably such a fucking nightmare to 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 fight with the insurance companies or whatever else to get this money back but like you know, to pull it off to have the weather work out all the bands show up no one got hurt you could watch the bands from the water, which would freak yeah. me out. Yeah, I, I'm I'm like low key really excited th- about that, um, but at the same time, it's a little it's a little weird. I wonder about moshing in sand. As somebody who's done a lot of stuff on the beach, moshing in sand is really tough. So credit Walking to the people who tried. Hard enough. That's how you crack an ankle. <laughs> yeah, I know the the sand pit. Uh, a dust storm uh, begins. The circle pitting gets too ferocious. So shout out. Uh, obviously, if you've never heard our episode with Christian, um, uh, dig it up. I, I don't remember the number, but it's out there. Maybe just Last Google year it. So it was good. It was a lot yeah, of fun. it was good, really good. And uh, you can hear the uh, straight edge hardcore kid from Long Island who put that whole thing together. Um, and kid, kid is a little you know straight edge hardcore. Former hardcore kid adult who put that together. Props, shout out, shout out to everybody who does big things like that. Shout out to everybody who went. Me and Tom were both kind of privately lamenting one that we weren't able to go, and two, this is a lot of counting for me today, folks. You're just going to get a lot of it. Sorry. Uh, that uh, that Atlantic City is just so damn far from everything outside of like Philly, you know? Um, yeah, like from New York City, it's an actual like I could fly to Florida quicker. Yeah, no question. No, you you definitely can. Uh, and it's like nothing direct, which is insane to me. 
Yeah, no. It's, like there's buses and whatnot. <clears throat> and also, hmm. just I, I was telling, I was joking. I was like, we should have done some insider trading. I knew because I was with Christian when he like first started bringing this up, and he's like, it's going to be Memorial Day weekend. I should have gotten a goddamn hotel room. Then, as soon as he oh, mentioned it, yeah. because I went and looked, there were hotel rooms down there that during the week and the, and this coming week were like a hundred and five dollars. That were like six and seven hundred dollars this weekend. Jesus! So I should have just gotten in early and been yeah. like, uh, you know, got a good deal. Not that I would have rent, I, or I could have. No, my, my, I, I I went right there, Tom. I'm like, man, we could have made so much money. We'll get th- we'll get a block of rooms. It's like, that oh, works. hey, okay. yeah, yeah. We'll we'll pay off our entire weekend. Yeah, yeah um, that makes sense. Yeah. So shout out, shout out to anybody who watched Drug Church on the beach. Heard it was it looked pretty lit. So uh, very exciting. Um, shout out to whoever on Twitter said that Pat is the best. Um, I think you Tim Robinson, yeah, amazing. Oh, I I almost sent that to the chat, but I debated if it felt it might cruel. Have it might have yeah. cracked. Yeah, he's had some Joker moments recently. That's guess what we got? Yeah, I know it's so good. Oh my god. Um, we have questions and they are rolling in. This is live time. Uh, questions. So, uh, would you like to dive into some AMA style questions for the podcast? Fuck yeah! So, Hell like, yeah. just all right, so w- Pat is somewhere in in the central time zone. Just to explain why he's not here, he didn't die or anything. As yeah. much as we want to kill him, sometimes. Um, so, <clears throat> this lunatic and his band played Saturday, and as in Atlantic City, New Jersey, and their next show is in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> on like Tuesday, I think, or Wednesday with Drain. Yes, that's right. Those, so it makes sense. Drain starting this whole tour. They're driving from California out to Denver. Okay. Oh no, well, Drain's um, gone up. Like they played. Oh, they that's played right. They already did the weekend with Mind right. Force. That's right. They played in Vancouver. They just played that's Boise. Right. All the shows looked insane. Yeah. Um. So that makes sense for them. But now Drug Church are now like chugging across the country so pat this morning we had made plans to try to like tentatively record with pat pat's like we're not going to get into like 10 30 central time but they've been driving since at yeah. least the last 36 hours yeah 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 it's there's Which, i don't know how they're still in the central time zone but i mean i'm not gonna I, you know well, so again, time zone is pretty narrow Mount, Mount, how is this, this is the second this is like mystical conversation i had this conversation with like uh, friends I was with this whole weekend about like mountain time zone. It's like, it's so small. It's such a thin thing. So I'm glad it came up here. Yeah. Um, it's weird. Some it almost doesn't need to exist. exist. That's exactly right. <laughs> it could be three. Western, Central, Eastern. And that's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Because if I wouldn't feel right calling the time zone in Denver Pacific necessarily. No. But Western, Western is right. All right. So. That's why Pat's we, out here. He's driving somewhere in a van and he can't, you know. Yeah, if we wanted to call him in, we could, but then he can only hear us a little bit. He's, yeah, we'll figure it out. He'll he'll be back probably next week. In the if meantime, yeah, if we let him, uh, got some questions. This is a good one. I like where this started. This kicks us off kind of hot, but band you thought was overrated that you changed your mind on. So I'm gonna start and give give a few sets of answers because I think this gives you the right energy to also be honest with yourself. There's been a lot of bands I've thought were overrated and then won me over for a lot of reasons. Example, Ceremony. When I first heard Ceremony, it was their first 7-inch, which is man, not even it's ruined, uh, Malfunction Records. I thought it was alright. I thought it was alright. I think I had not seen them yet, or had not seen them in the format, or had seen like a little bit of a set, and was like, eh, whatever, it's fine. And this is pretty good, you know, kind of like sort of in the way of like the faster Bridge Nine stuff, Outbreak, Frantic, not quite like Power Violence, but leaning there, but more modern, post-AN for sure, you know. Uh, but... Then I saw them, and their live show was better and crazier. And then Violence, Violence came out, and I was like, oh, even though I overall am not a huge fan of this style, this record has undeniable energy 
and now their live shows are outrageous. So, uh, yeah, I thought they were overrated because some people were early on that train. You'll you'll hear people who will tell you Duck Hunt, which uh, Duck Hunt, like the classic Nintendo game, um, were awesome. They were kind of like this very hyper-local phenom thing. Uh, they, uh, you know, local, local, good hard high school hardcore band. There you go. Ceremony was a lot of people right away got in on it, especially in the Bay. It's big. Um, it didn't take long for me to realize that they were not overrated and they grew on me, and I was very impressed. Hmm. Okay, it's a, good qu- it's a tough question. I know. Do you have any that come to mind? Yeah, you know, uh, akin to yours, sort of. But mm-hmm. I, so I have two. Yeah, um, and I think it's better probably to keep it in like sort of the past tense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People get weird. Um, yeah, I, I trash talk. Yeah, I always thought it was cool, but like it was like the talk of everything. And I got that Walking Disease record. Yeah, I don't know if that was the first one, but like that's I feel the like they second, were, but it's the first one that really caught people. Yeah, that's like the one that then, matters. Yeah. And I thought, but that like kind of won me over, and seeing them live also kind of won me over. Yeah, um, yeah. just because it was fucking like, it, it it was a thing that not a lot of people were doing at the time. Yeah, it was you know it was like fucking no justice, Blade Crasher, and Jace. You know what I mean? It, like just well, the there was a, and the, yeah, the, jumping all over the place and blatant disregard for human life, kind of energy. Exactly, and exactly. and you know. That's one thing. Those two bands. This is actually a fun way to talk about this. Trash Talk and Ceremony. They get compared a lot. Reasonable, both from Northern California, but not the same place. And by the way, Northern California is gigantic. Yes. Like, it's not as big as Texas, but it's pretty close. It's not really, but it's big. Like, to get from San Francisco to Oregon is like a 10-hour drive. Right. You know, like that's it's trash talk as well, like Sacramento, Sacramento, and and uh, you know, uh, uh, ceremonies largely the outskirts of the bay. So, um, but they their live shows were kind of where the differences separated a lot to me. Where ceremony was high energy, really theatrical, really fun to watch, big emphasis on a really endearing and, and interesting live show. And the crowds would go absolutely bonkers, like losing their minds. Trash Talk had some of that, but I feel like there was more of this, like the frenetic energy from Ceremony always felt like it came from the audience to the band. Right. And Trash Talk, I think, was the inversion of that. And uh, like, yeah, I think they were aggressive, that, like assaulted. They were right. And that kind of. It's sort of like that instigated the audience to that same kind of bad behavior, which right, is which is good. Like a fever pitch, just because they're like, well, they're doing it. Yeah, exactly, and and that's kind of, and then you add in the music and like as ferocious as it gets, both of them. So that's that's a good way to put it. I'm thinking now, Tom, of okay, so bands I thought were overrated that that I eventually. Uh, changed my mind on um one of my favorite bands actually this is a good one which will by the way if we ever do these episodes and patrick's not here we usually catch up and do it on a patreon and have him answer these same questions but it's fun um into another when i first heard into another i was 16 or 17 and i loved into another or i loved uh and i loved chain of strength and i loved underdog and i loved uh crisp sweatshirts and i still do um, I love stage diving and I still do and I still love those bands but Into Another was a bridge too far for me at that moment fast forward like four or five years and I'm like oh my god I love this like if you ask me Bob who do you like more Into Another or Underdog I have an Underdog tattoo but I like Into Another more really yeah I know wow which one now who do I like more Into Another a lot of reasons which one's more important to me that's a tougher question. Probably right. underdog, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? Be, yeah, of course. It's like But Into happy. Another has got more albums and more songs and like, you know, at my ripe old age is something I throw on a lot more frequently despite the fact that if I'm like, uh, like underdog is something I can't put on in a car or I'm going to like, I'm going to start driving aggressively. It's not a good scene. You know what I mean? Right. Nobody wants to hear that shit. 
what about what about you? Any classics that you can think of, like where it's like, oh, this when I first heard it, I was like, eh. Like Fugazi is another one. It took me it took me time on Fugazi. Um, I eventually got there. Lungfish, I think, and and you're not going to catch me on the Lungfish wagon like Patrick is, but I'm like, oh, there's some good songs. It's cool. Uh, but when I first heard, it, I'm like, eh, this really doesn't do it for me. Right, right. Yeah, I'm trying to think what I. I mean, to if if we if I really want to get people mad at me, mm, start up. Fucking Black Flag, man. Oh, this is a fun one. Because I thought, I mean, like, I Rollins was like my introduction because it's fucking Rollins. Yep. And I was a big deal already, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, by the time I was old enough to know who the fuck Black Flag was, Rollins was like Rollins band guy who was like on MTV and fucking, you know what I mean? He was like an icon. He still is, obviously. But I I remember being like, I don't really love his stuff. But then when I heard, like, I went backwards and I was like, oh, I like all the other singers more. Yeah, I think that's such an interesting thing. The hard part is explaining to someone under the age of 30 at this point how much of a conversation that was. Like, who is your fa- who is your favorite Black Flag singer? Really mattered. Really mattered, right? What it almost band had four singers. That's right. Who all had who all had recorded output that you could kind of like no pun intended stick your flag and say yeah i think this is the best material because xyz um who are you saying who's your favorite i know we've Um, talked about this before but yeah i think i go i think i go chavo that's right keith mars is close but i think i go chavo yeah Yeah. that's great like it's i can they're all like kind of like 1a 1b 1c and then like rollins is like fourth (laughs) <laughs> yeah i uh i am a rollins dude but and i don't are. Uh, yeah right exactly and okay here's the best part <sighs> man if you ask me do i think rollins was the best studio black flag vocalist i have to stop and like stop and really think about that because i think my favorite Black Flag Rollins material is Who's Got the Ten and a Half, which is, for a few reasons, it's him live, so it's in the studio doing later air material, but he's growling, he's fierce, it's sharp, it it sounds like a, a crazy punk record should. Right. I like Damaged. I, I'm willing to hear every argument that the other singers did better versions of many of the songs that were on ended up on damaged, you know, in the first four years stuff. Right. Right. But I think as far as studio recording output, like studio albums, he definitely has my war to hang his hat on. I think it's good. He's got moments on there for sure. But then the overall production value on anything later that including slip it in, to be honest, I think he flattens out a bit. And and it might be an, an intentional choice, whereas like you just think about Chavo, you think about Des, you think about Keith, like Keith's vocals on Nervous Breakdown are are template American punk, you know yeah. right? Like yeah. like they're snotty without the British inflection, right? There's no right. there's no Cockney in that, and uh, man, it's just it's so good. Um, I can see it too. Black Flag. I bet there's a lot of people listening to this, Tom. There's some who are disagreeing. There's some who are vigorously nodding their head and saying, had the same experience, eventually got into it. And there's some who are going, yeah, I heard them, tried it, tried it once, tried it twice, three strikes, you're out. Right. I mean, I think it's, it's, excuse me. I think it's, they're possibly overrated. Like, I feel like minor threat. Not mm. over, could not be overrated, yeah. Because I think they're like they're so no. perfect, yeah, that you can't overrate them. Like negative approach, not overrated. Bad brains, you can't overrate them because they change the game. I feel like Black Flag. It's like if you listen to it, like uh, other bands. I mean, like I would take uh, groups, you know, circle, circle jerks over any back Black Flag record, right? 
No, I, you I know mean, what I mean. Like, so it's like so. It's, so this is, let's put 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 the pin in this one. Remember this when we have Dave Ack on again, because that conversation is so good. Um, because I I don't know. I think like the bands you named for the most part. You know, like Negative Approach, the studio output flawless. Minor Threat, same. Bad Brains, largely same. Like, and if not, I'm not going to say later yeah, records, whatever, whatever. Theory. Right, yeah, there's a there's a cutoff, but but we're talking about you know several albums worth where it's like, arguably, if you want a, if someone wants to say, hey, not only is I against I, an excellent hardcore record, it sets the stage for groove influenced hardcore. It sets the stage for post hardcore. It sets the stage for groove metal, and it's could be considered the best of all those. I'd say. I'll hear it. Let's go. You know yeah. what I mean? Right? Like that's an argument that's easy. That's possible to make. And those are studio output black flag. Is that why we've seen black flag kind of slink backwards in terms of like the need for them in the general punk, hardcore, et cetera, conversation. I don't see a lot of black flag sh- shirts at shows these days. No, because I mean, I think, I mean, this is probably going to seem like sacrilege. No, but they're almost on like, all right. I, and I'm sorry for everyone in advance. Mm-hmm. Don't tell fucking Henry Garfield Rollins. Cause he'll beat me up. <laughs> I feel like at this point, black flag is like misfits level poser shit. <laughs> I love the misfits. And I, I know like you black do. Flag. I know you but do. I think it's like one of those things. that's like my, my first punk band kind of shit. Well, and, and you identified it, even if we don't want to, like, my first punk band hits, it also is, compared to a lot of things today, feels pretty quaint. Right. You're either 16 or 57 wearing a black flag shirt. Ne- never the, ne'er the twain shall meet. Yeah. You have to have a pretty cool black flag shirt to be wearing it in, in your uh, adult age. Um, just Just to keep us consistent. Guess how many monthly listeners Black Flag has on Spotify? Oh man, um, uh, two hundred fifty thousand. Okay, okay. Um, let me look at some of those. Um, it's more oh. than that. I'm just double checking something. Okay, uh, they're at four sixty two. Okay, how, good. how much? Yeah, that's pretty good. How about Minor Threat? I bet you they're less. I'm gonna say they're three fifty. 625 all right you see that's why because ian's the man and and is this is this proof in the tracks like hey minor threat has more tracks it's just better yeah um, i mean if you looked at like the totality of minor there's probably like four or five songs you're like ah, do i need this i think that's a great question and I, it's again put it to in, no put it to the black flag diehard is is minor threat better than black flag? Because I think that five out of five minor threat members would recoil at that question being asked and be like, Oh, uh, like flustered because, because of how important black flag was. Right. You know, um, but track, I think iconography is just as important as the band. No, I don't disagree. And and my only, my only, my only argument is I think it's less relevant right now than it's been up to this point, but the stock is continuing to go down. Like, I don't think, I don't know 25 year olds. I don't know people in their twenties. I hardly know people who are in their young thirties being 30 to 35, who went through a black flag phase or black flag is the most important band period. And I'm sure they're out there. That could be East coast bias too, though. Uh, it could be, but I lived out West and I saw that too. And you see out there. Like on the beach, I think it's aged out. I think it's just kind of like aged out a bit. Yeah, I just don't think you know. Like, if you asked, like, were Black Flag a bigger band than The Descendants? Yeah, they were a bigger band than Descendants. And Descendants had songs like joking how how unpopular they were. And if you go to the listening now, now it's not even a question. Descendants are at seven sixty five. Like seven hundred sixty-five million or million seven hundred sixty-five thousand. They deserve it to be seven hundred sixty-five million. <laughs> but but it's just, um, it's really a different place. So um, that's a, that led us to a really fun thing. If you haven't given Black Flag a chance, if you like punk or like 
mid-tempo stuff. If you like or are curious about some of the current wave of oi or, you know, like a little melody with your punk, a little punk with your melody, check out Nervous Breakdown and check out Jealous again. Um, if you like a little more meat and potatoes, straightforward, fast, I hope you've heard Damage, but I'm guaranteeing there's someone who hasn't. Give it a try. If you're coming at it from the more aggressive, crazy person side and you like, okay, you like stuff that Youth Attacks put out, you like uh, Rorschach, you like Dead Guy, you're going to lose some of the more technical aspects, but you're going to still see some of the musicianship. But I'd recommend you listen to Live 84 or Who's Got the Ten and a Half because the studio recordings for the later era Black Flag material are so so of a time and even from the time are singular just kind of in their own space like you have to get used to those recordings to be into them at all is that fair oh yeah 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 and i think if you like some the more like melvin's y slower heavier shit like the later black flag stuff yeah is kind of where that all kind of stemmed from i think hell yeah okay um Great question, person who submitted that. Uh, we'll, we'll expand on that at a point later on, too. Um, favorite never-ending game tracks off the new LP? Tom, I haven't gotten a chance to listen to you yet. It's everywhere. People are loving it. New record rips. Yeah. Um, they definitely took some different kind of paths, which I think are pretty great. Yeah. Um, which song did I like the best? Um, I liked the sing- – the, hmm. The song with Sam and Justice from TUI was great. Mm. I think Down Here With You and Going Through Some Things were my two favorites. Oh, I like the name of that one, Going Through Some Things. Yeah, right. the Tank on E, which was like the hit, which was mm-hmm. like a single, a little bit more melody in the vocals, which is cool. Um, yeah, I think they're a band like that you may not, you know, and the people that are folks that are listening, to them, they may not like heavier kind of hard, like macho hardcore. Yeah. They're a band that I think gets through that filter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, you know, like you, like, I, I asked, you know, give it a shot because I think there's a lot to it. There's the guitar playing is really great. Like, the vocals is really good. Like, drummer's great. Like, there's a lot of stuff in there that's really kind of low key, you know, probably would be overlooked. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it, the, the record's really, really good. Really, really good. Um, and it's like definitely step up from their earlier stuff, and I like their earlier stuff too. Yeah, but they're think, they're yeah. they're treading that line where they're they're heavy, they're hard. I, I, they might be harder than no, they're both. They're heavy and hard. They might actually be hard over heavy, which leans to something like if it's gonna if it's gonna be in that world, I'm more apt to like something that's hard than heavy than something that's heavy than hard. If that makes any sort of word salad sense, yeah. Um, but I have noticed that, like, trying to, like, thread the needle with some melody, too, which is interesting. I, cool. I, I appreciate it. I think of them, they're sort of, they're heavier, they're on the heavier side. Like, Life's Question is doing this, but they're more, they're doing more melody, you know? Yeah. And then, then Pain of Truth is just, just hitting you over the head with a hammer. So Right. And they're um, somewhere in between. But I think, like, I am, like, if, even if you don't like this style, usually, I would, I would implore you to just give this record a shot. Hell yeah. All right. Um, uh, what do we think of, and this is somebody who didn't give the co- form of a question, but we'll accept it. Jeffrey rules. <laughs> what do you think of local bands who don't put on for their scene, but are popular nationally? It's tough. It's really tough. Um, I think it's kind of whack. I, I really do. I, I think we've seen what putting on for a locality can do. It's sort of uh, just because just because everyone's eating doesn't mean there's less food on my plate energy. Of course. And I think, oh. quite honestly, there's, it's great that you're popular everywhere, but like, you can't treat your home scene like a tour date. That's right. And That's I right. know so many people, you know, across the board, across the country, that it's like, you know, we're playing one L.A. show this year two LA shows this year, or we're going to play New York once, or we're going to do that. Like rather than like in my experience, like in a band, like when we were home, we play shows. Yeah. 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 In New York. So it's like, Oh, we're playing CBs three months in a row. 
I guess we're playing CBS three months in a row. Yeah, home games. Oh, we're gonna buddy. play Coney yeah. Island High in the meantime. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't like we we don't want to burn it. Like people don't get burned out. People love your band. People love your band. Like they're gonna come. Okay, so let's let's dig out this because this is a great thing. We can we can X's and O's. We can give some strategy to this. Um, I th- I believe you can burn out a place, but if you're conscious of it, you're not going to. Full stop. What Tom said. Don't play monthly. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't like you're as a headliner. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Like pick your spots. If you end up at CB's three months in a row, all right. But it all makes sense. There's a reason for it. Oh, we're gonna play Coney Island. Oh, okay, cool. And that you know, port that to the current time. Oh, we're playing you know wherever. We're gonna play Brooklyn twice, and then yeah, there's a show out in Long Island. Oh, we gotta go play North Jersey at this big show. Okay, it all works, and you don't burn people out unless you unless you know it. It's like oh, we're gonna play that same place three like three out of five weeks in a row. This summer we're playing twelve shows locally. Yeah. That's where you that's where you hit the eject button and pull the pull the parachute a little bit. Um but I, I think we like this is where hardcore can progress and show like the the marks of of uh of a proper civilization, okay? Is learning from the mistakes and successes of those before you. Um and also, by the way, of your peers. So let's give credit to the the local scenes that got stuff going on all across the country, but uh, highlight our our buddies up in the Hudson Valley. Tom, there's been a scene in the Hudson Valley for a long time. Um, Yeah. Small bands, sometimes shows would go off there for a little while. Sometimes they'd be a little little dry, blah, 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 all out wars from there. Uh, they have a couple. They had a couple smaller labels. They had some bands from up there. Atlas Shrugged, etc. They had some stuff, and, and you know you could name check a bunch more bands too, for sure. Uh, not until Mind Force did you have kids on across the country, across the world, knowing what HVHC was. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and I mean, I don't even know if like I don't know if All Out War even used that terminology. No, they, but they think, certainly like, didn't. <laughs> no, but I think you know Hudson Valley is a place again because yeah. you have the hometown band that is assigned to that. You know what I mean? Like I think like Hudson Valley, like Poughkeepsie and Newburgh and shit. Like when All Out War like was playing all the time, like that was like a fucking destination to be able to play there. Like it was people came out to shows like well like and that's my whole thought the my thought process about like the you know bands local bands that don't play their hometowns it's like they need you to build up you know like being a touring band and being able to be like all right cool oh shit you know when we go to you know minneapolis harvest is playing like all right so now you're guaranteed to have a good show oh we're going to Oh shit, we're playing, you know, L, you know, LA with fucking carry on. Oh, that'll be good. Yep. Yep. Like yep. every place needs a place like that. Like you need like kind of like a like a like a cornerstone, no pun intended, band like in your area to make your area pop. Like it, it, you can't it can't be diluted. It, there needs to be a band or two that's like you know, we're lucky enough we have like incendiary, but like they don't oh. play a lot. No, full but, stop. but 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 yeah, imagine you, if they played New York four or five times a year. Like how much that would help New York art? Oh, it's 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 you're not wrong, and and you know like going backwards to it, part of the reason that you've seen like the Hudson Valley burgeoning more stuff is Mind Force decided they'd be the tent pole, but put on for bands like Age of Apocalypse, put on for Soulblind, put on for these other bands, and there's smaller bands, and then there's a little label like Streets of Hate, who's not so little these days. Right. Um, there's all these things that start to grow. And Mind Force didn't didn't need to be the tree that sucked up all the air and, and light and room. Instead, it's like, yeah, we, we we have we try to help 
help stuff come up here and then we go play shows and so anyways 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 there's a consciousness to playing locally supporting locally so so playing locally you should have a threshold supporting locally there's no upward limit i'm not telling How anybody we go to a show yeah right. yeah i'm not telling people don't to, to like put on for stuff from your area that's bad just because it's from your area but if there's something young there's something new there's something that's trying something different especially if you're in a smaller place putting on for it is not going to hurt anyone it's it's just the move it's just worth the time so hang on one second sure supporting local there's no there's no full end to that um yeah i mean i think like it's it's you know <clears throat> we always talk about like knock loose like how many times have you heard stories it's like oh they they played like you know a fucking 17,000 person festival the night before but then you know they're all at the show the next day in Louisville like moshing for you know a band coming through like yep. that's kind of why Louisville's a place and that's why you know LDB Fest is doing thousands and thousands of people now yeah yeah they've kind of helped build that up but i mean i think there's yeah like there's if you're a hardcore band, maybe you don't play all the time if you don't want to, you know, burn out your fan base or whatever. But, like, there's no reason why you can't go and, like, yeah. watch shows. There's no, yeah. there's not. No, and, 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 and. Life when changes you, and all that sort of stuff, but you can still go. And, and when there's something good, yo, post it on your Instagram, throw up a picture, throw up that you were streaming it, whatever it is. It, it goes longer than you realize. Thing, you think so? Here's my, here's my problem with it. I'm going to go off on one. Go, go. I think one of my main concerns with hardcore in 2023 mm. is that it's very much the cool person club. And there could be something that fucking rips. Mm-hmm. That if the right person oh, or the sure. right band doesn't big it up, it goes nowhere. But then there's stuff that's not great. Did, not they, bad, big not great. Did they big up? That goes but they big up and then it becomes Further than it should, yeah. So um, that's my only worry is that it's like kind of like, well, so here, yeah, that's, that's okay. So here's, here's where it goes. If the energy and it's, we're, we're saying to local, look, I'm not telling people to decide that they're a tastemaker and do this. I think we've shouted out people who are always posting music. Yo, yeah. they, they rock. They rock. They're doing it right. Um, bands be legitimate about it. If it's a homie, I get it. You want to share your friends. Yeah, of course. And if you hear something good, you don't have to not post it just because you don't know the folks in it or they don't, they haven't passed the smell test, the cool kid test. You know, I think that's one of the reasons doing this podcast is fulfilling is when we notice something that's good or that we like based purely on, I don't know these people from Adam don't care. Good song. Cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's what should count that helps this all move the right way that helps new things hit radar honestly so do the support like that um don't don't be stingy about it when you hear something that's worth the time and then give it to the thing that is just nepotism right like yeah nepo nepo hardcore is is not where any of us want to be full stop but it's definitely a thing okay okay all right what new bands do you want to see that you haven't been able to see yet? Um, Nick, our buddy at NMZ, put out a single for this band Stateside from mm-hmm. California that I'd be I'd be into seeing. I saw a uh, lot of talk about that record. Like the last yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's 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 uh, the name is a a nod to Crime Stereo. Good Lord, world. So, <laughs> so that gives you a direction of it, right? That's it gives you the vibes. Um, yeah, really, really good, really good, like melodic, hardcore, pop, you know, poppy hardcore. I think it's excellent. I'd like to see it in uh, live. All right, new band I have not seen. Uh, Brain Tourniquet. They're not even that new. I just haven't been able to see them. I went to. Uh, I think I talked about this, maybe even vaguely. I tried to go see them and Warren play in New York City. Uh, I'd seen the flyer, put it like did a screenshot. It was like cool, which is I guess the equivalent of snagging a flyer at like a record store these days. It's like cool, gonna go up to the city. I'll do it. <sighs> Take a day, do it. Go up a little early. Uh, Tom, I got up to the city. I was like, you know what? I should 
double check and make sure everything's still aces for the show because yeah i haven't heard anything about it and i look and it was like a few days before like unfortunately the show's been canceled uh and i was like oh no <laughs> so uh brain tourniquet is my answer for that uh all right i have seen a bunch of good bands recently so i'm happy about that um best new jersey beach okay tom you go first i mean i don't i only know so many but i'm gonna go you're gonna go ocean grove ocean grove is a fantastic answer very good beach um uh in the running for my favorite monmouth county beach which is which goes to ocean grove uh avon by the sea avon's got this nice little like l um and both are part of the very long Monmouth County like boardwalk zone that yeah. runs from like Spring Lake to Asbury. Um, and I that's one of my favorite things in the world is walking on that thing. Uh, my vote goes to Bayhead and Mantaloking. Um, both of them. Bayhead a little more little smaller, but uh, nice nice beaches, nice water. Mantaloking, little wider beach. But less people, but the beach badges are outrageously expensive now. Uh, They're Tom, insane everywhere. They used to be like at like Man- season or something. Manaloking was like twenty bucks because wow. it was like nobody. It was just like oh yeah, you know, like it, there's no amenities, no lifeguards, no parking lot, so it's street parking only. You have to walk over. So it's legit just locals. Legit just locals. It still is, but they've just hiked the uh it's now like 120 bucks for the season. Holy crap. Gnarly. So um, but those are the ones for me. Um uh support your local beaches. Uh when Tom finally snaps and kills Pat, will it be Patreon exclusive? Yes. Yeah, mo- most assuredly. Go check it out. Yeah, don't rat me out. <laughs> when yeah. it does happen, like I'm doing this for y'all. Yeah, come on, Chris from Vermont. Um, going to Tide Down Fest. Unfortunately, no. Uh, tried very hard. Patrick will be there. So um, hit him with all of your Axe to Grind related questions. He will look at you blankly and go, ah, in a like nice way, but then kind of give you a weird answer that doesn't answer anything you said. Right, like like a vacant behind the eyes answer. Yeah, yeah. Pleasant. Certainly, certainly being very polite. nice. But yeah. He, yeah, it just kind of like uh, yeah. you know, sometimes cereal is uh is tasty and sometimes it's like water under the bridge. You know? Right. And then he'll walk off because like I gotta go find breakfast potatoes in a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um uh please everybody have a great time at Tie Down Fest this I'm week. bummed I'm not gonna be there. Uh same, 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 I same. The lineup's great. I've been to Detroit in, in a grip by 20 years. Yo, uh, fun fact, I've never been to Detroit, which is really weird for me. So I uh, I really want to go. Wild. I, I played St. Andrew's Hall right after like the, the Eminem rap mu- uh, movie came out. Oh, hell yeah. So it was, our show wasn't nearly as cool as his rap battles, but not <laughs> as many people. But it was fun. Um, are there any good hardcore bands that, didn't, that don't have standalone singers? Uh, this is a question that comes up. Um, hardcore bands that didn't have standalone singers regional um, justice center oh yeah regional justice center um iron lung iron lung so yeah you get some bands that had the phil uh, collins drummer style yeah phil collins singing kind of thing um you also get when you lean the more punk or street punk you start to get some answers in here uh i could say stuff like tragedy his hero's um, gone. His hero's gone. Um, th- All of those bands. Right? Rise, yeah, Born Dead Icons. Uh, then I go even more punk. Uh, no Hope for the Kids. Um, man, No Hope for the Kids is really good. Yeah, hardcore bands, less so because so much of the live show is having someone up front, you know, making angry faces and hopefully being endearing doing so. So I mean, let's. I mean, think who else? Uh, like a hardcore biohazard. Oh, okay. Um, okay. They were four piece. Yep. Uh, I mean, think of the difference that Code Orange made with Jamie moving, moving from my right. Kit. Yep, yep. Um, but they did it for a long time. Were I'm there gonna, any? I'm trying to think of 90s bands that had that. Um, 
I mean, we think of propaganda. We consider them hardcore. Oh, uh, well, no, but but you can include. They're more on the punk side. They're punk. I was they're say, uh, gray area. That's more on the punk side, right? And True. And he, yeah, Ernie he was, played guitar and sang. Played guitar and sang. Um, but like an actual like cold hardcore. Life. Yeah. Mm. The Jeff because Jeff played. I don't remember if he. Sang I think he, there was some standalone singer time for them as well. Um, I it is tough. It is really tough um, to go. I saw the Iceman. Oh, as a three piece after Carl the Mosher. Okay, so there's, there's three of them. There are examples of it. Um, I'm trying to think of. Uh, there was. Oh, um, hmm. Oh, quicksand. Uh, more in the post hardcore okay. world, but you know, most of the time, almost all of the time. Uh, so, fun fact is that quicksand. Walter Sang didn't play guitar for I think the first three or so shows, and I was like, "Ah, nuts to this!" Like real weird. Yeah, nuts to this. <laughs> Give me the guitar. Um, hmm. <laughs> it's always a fun question. This is a hard one. If you have a great answer of a capital H hardcore band, not metal, not punk, not pop punk, not you know like not oi like oh tons of oi bands that do that um most yeah 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 it, it is most um but if you think of a capital h hardcore fastball pitch hardcore band that does it uh hit us up because that's that's a tough question to go for that is very difficult all right um do you think youth crew will ever come back into the forefront of hardcore um i think there's a short answer what's the short answer tom uh probably not yeah and the long answer well, I mean, it's is coming. i mean it's, it's never gonna go away well yes it's never gonna go away right now we're at a uh it's it's not it's on the uh the what's the more severe there's the endangered species list i think there's one that's like uh more severe version of that i'm actually gonna look that up um and i think it's on that um um yeah my my short answer is Probably no. Um, it is a threatened species right now. Um, <laughs> uh, it is a threatened species, but it is the long answer is it's certainly possible. It just needs some very passionate, uh, at least a little bit talented and highly dynamic and motivated people to do something like that. And across the, I mean, like my buddy's band Time Heist is doing that in Denver. Mm, yeah. But that's yeah. I mean, it's just Denver. Like, there's got like for it to like really kind of take over hardcore. Remember, I mean, like there was a time that it was the thing. Oh yeah. But there, I mean, there were bands all over the country. That's right. It became it became like in the late '90s. There was almost a movement of the the revival of it. And right, which it, you had yeah. some good bands, you had some okay bands, and you had some bad bands. But and and I mean, yo, and I'll, I'll throw in there were some great bands from that, and the great bands influence there to be like a multiple waves of it um so uh so the the long answer is probably not could happen but i'm not holding my breath and yo you know what could be good to see sometimes you see some good uh innovation in that world i think what you know for example floor punch is like this defining band when people think about like youth crew quote-unquote youth crew style hardcore and they're, uh, not. they're not youth of today there's some youth of today in that dna no question you know like those dudes all love youth of today that some right. of those dudes love bold uh they all love judge there's some there's some fandom across for a lot of the stranger stuff but floor punch sonically is a new york hardcore band <laughs> you know what i mean there's yeah. as much breakdown in that dna as youth of today there's some more straight ahead in that dna than there is wide awake you know so um so yeah, you know, and and they sort of brought an innovation to the style that uh, that was felt and is felt still now. You know, twenty something years later. So uh, shout out to them. Um, halfway point of twenty twenty three. Favorite hardcore and non hardcore music release. Oh, this is a tough one for me. Tom, do you have a favorite hardcore release of twenty twenty three already? Jeez. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> I'm probably gonna go incendiary. Uh-huh. For hardcore. Um 
What the hell have I been listening to? Uh, the gel only constants high for me. That's true too. Um, the uh, the new enforced LP is very high for me. Um, yeah. I really like it more. To be honest, though, I feel I'm not trying to. I'm not dissing. It's hardcore ish, but it, that's metal, man. They, they're killing it. Um, yeah, the the judiciary record's great. Mm-hmm. Um, for for non hardcore, I like the new national record. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, because are I'm you big on the national? Big on the national. Very. Okay. I'm I'm a yuppie when it comes to the national. Yeah, I I, um, I should have thought of you for something. Uh, there was a there was a call for national fans uh, to do a thing. I'm trying to think of what else I've been really. It's yeah, been an interesting year for hardcore. Um, the, great. Yeah, there's there's stuff. There's a lot of stuff that's been very good that I'm like, oh, this is good, but I haven't been totally sucked into anything like all the way. Um, I'm also terrible at like oh, dates. Yeah, yeah, right. So there's well, stuff. Honestly, like, I go, no, I listen to Blah Blah, and they're like, yeah, it came out in 2022. I'm like, oh, like I'm really bad at kind of keeping track of stuff. The Scowl EP, I really dig. It, yeah, you know what? Scowl's, Scowl's EP has parts that I think about even having not listened to it in a while. Like it's just, it's just that catchy. opening night song is a fucking hit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the this band Existence, who just put out an LP on quality control, I think it's awesome. Um, kind of like also like to be honest, uh, kind of metal, me- metallic hardcore. Uh, it's it's hardcore, but lots of metal in there. Um, I think people would would like that. I, I think it's uh, and quality control just did something else. Oh, um, I like the fairy tale tale LP. Um, I like what's the other? Well, I like Boy Genius, the Boy Genius record. Sorry, mm, no, 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 not hardcore. Yeah. All right. Uh, this person's break testing us, and we just—I just got coffee all over my shirt. Um, so I'm gonna have to do some <laughs> homework. Uh, any submissions for Milo joins the clan? Yes, yes, there were. Some were yes. very good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty straightforward. Someone's like, "You gonna post them?" I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, no. That's uh, that's a different. That's a. Uh, Non-existent uh, Patreon layer, but uh, a tier. Uh, but thank you to the submissions. Um, yeah, if you want to go to Worst Possible Timelines pa- Patreon, we could uh, probably talk Eric into posting them. Yeah, he, he's just going to recreate them, actually. Um, what Patreon tier... Oh, yeah, what Patreon tier gets us access to the group text with all the spicy stuff? Um, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. We've actually talked about doing something. I had a... Uh, off uh, Post Pro, where we'll talk about it, but... Uh, Maybe let's put that in the coming soon, okay? Something like that. Sure. Um, also, as a Tennessee resident, Pat's pronunciation of Murfres- Murfreesboro, I'm, I'm butchering it, Murfreesboro was the worst. Um, not wrong. I just butchered it just as poorly. Is it Murfreesboro? Like Murphy's, but with an R? I thought Murfreesboro. it was Murfreesboro. I, 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 well, here we are. Um, so sorry to We're like the, the kids that used to be like, you like infest. <laughs> what about, um, I used to someone like, you like Asuk. I'm like, the fuck is Asuk? Yeah. Like it's ass suck. Yeah, I know. I suck. Um, Asuk always was ass suck to me. Come on. Um, but people were like, I knew like, oh man, I love infest. I'm like, I, I don't, don't know who that. Oh, infest. infest. Yeah, I know. I'm I know. Fucking weirdo. Kids, we're um, he did so. So we're we're putting we're respect on his name. He did pronounce Kana Jahari uh, the way, according to an, one listener uh, who apparently is from there originally. Said uh, he got it as close as the locals do. So that's good. All right, <laughs> this is a great one. And Tom, I'm letting you answer this completely. Oh boy, what is deathcore? I'm over forty. Well, welcome to the club. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't like it. <laughs> uh, Unless yeah. you grew up with like Slipknot, you don't like it. And oh. you go, how is this a core? That's this right. is not hardcore. Yeah. This is sort of like death metal. It's like everything's like very tuned down. And very few of those bands like like know of hardcore. There are a few that are hardcore. Ba- like. Yeah, the Acacia Strains and the Knock Looses of the world are all hardcore kids that are playing this. But like, for Jesus the most part, Deathcore. Is, what happened? And Jesus Peace. Jesus, yeah. Is that Deathcore? I don't. Yeah, it's it's They're close. Tuned They're down. close yeah. It's very heavy. There's fast parts, but it's not hardcore fast, and it's moshy. But like, if, if you moshed to 
say it to my face, you're going to be like, what mm. the fuck am I doing here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you nailed it. Um, Death it Core. makes like, Harvest and like Disembodied sound like youth group bands. Yeah, yes. Okay, so Deathcore is uh, a music that is influenced more by death metal than hardcore. Um, the core like part of it. Music. Yep. Yep. Yes. It's, it's, I mean, I think I, I didn't even know what that was until like a couple years ago, like, right, like, like slam metal, which is I funny think. because like, I'm sure if you had wanted, you could have been at some internal, some classic internal bleeding shows, you know, uh, yeah. I, I did not know slam metal either till well after well, Deathcore was a thing. Um, so it's, there's thudding, there's heavy bass, it gets grinding, it's definitely death metal-y, um, but, but slows down to more time. Yeah, the tuning is so low, and the hardcore part is in breakdowns. So that's where they structurally pull it in as a you know core. Uh, if you are, like Tom said, a more traditionalist, it's uh, probably not. Not even traditionalist. If like metalcore was your thing, you'd be like, like yeah, 90s yeah, right. metalcore, you'd be like, this might be a step too far. Or you might love it. So uh, we named a few bands. Give a sampling. And the person who submitted that question, love to hear what you think of it uh, after hearing some of it. The bands that we named, you'd actually like, they're the... the that's the closest product. thing. If if you're going to like this, that's where you probably You'll find... You'll like Loose, yeah. you like Jesus Peace, you like Acacia Strain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to wrap it up here with this question. And then we're going to do a part two because we got a ton of great questions. Goat fruit. Shout out to Tommy from uh, Broken Vow, Anxious, Occasional Restraining Order f- fill-in. Uh, he's goaded. Um, goat he fruit. Goes everything. Yeah. <laughs> what is the greatest fruit? What is the best fruit? Oh, that's tough. Mm. My answer is going to like be boring. Well, come on. Give it to me. Apple? I love a grape. Oh, okay. okay a no. nice grape. Seedless grape. Crispy, like crisp, nice, not like soft. Yeah, right? no, I don't like soft. Like nobody it's been in the like fridge soft. too long. No yeah, good. Nobody likes soft. I like. <laughs> yep. Great. Oh yeah. Um, good answer. Uh, what do you think of cotton candy grapes, though? Pro or con? I like them. It's a little too much. A little too sweet sometimes. I think you summarized it for me completely. I had one. I was like, oh, that that's neat. Didn't have them. Then I think uh, I think my mom bought a bunch, and she's like, here, here, you should take some grapes home. So I had a couple. I'm like, it's too much. It's too sweet. Right, like it's a few. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, I'm uh, not. Then I'm, you're eating runts at that point. Like, just eat candy. Then what are you doing? <laughs> uh, my answer is either watermelon or okay. strawberries. A big fan of both. Um, I my actually favorite fruit drink mm-hmm. is blood orange Pellegrino. Ooh, blood orange Pellegrino is the goaded Pellegrino flavor. Blood orange, blood orange, anything is really good. C'est bon. C'est bon. Magnifique. 